welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our Sunday service held on July 24th, 2022. To find out how to join us and for more general information, please go to www.stjamesleith.org.uk. Everybody. Uh, a very, very, very warm welcome to you all, both in our church this morning and also I'm going to look behind me, even though I know that the people looking at us don't. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> and wave to everybody who is at home. A very, very warm welcome. Uh, I know that Janet is in Whitby and I know that. Oh, Ephraim's joined us. That's wonderful. And Winifred and Paul, of course, in Dumfries, and um, Elspeth and Richard, probably down in Cumbria, I don't know, and Caroline and Alan, wonderful, anyway. And Alastair, perhaps north of the bridge, yeah, Dundee, yeah, great to have you, uh, everybody. Uh, lovely to have you with us this morning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My name is Judith, and I'm leading the service this morning. Uh, later on, um, Joe will be doing the reflection for us and she will also be celebrating the Eucharist for us. Our rector, Ian, is away on holiday at the moment. I think he's back next Sunday, yes. <laughs> I'm sure Joe particularly is going to be really, really relieved. She's carried the, these services d- uh, week after week while he's been away. Uh, the, our theme this morning is, is knock, knock. I mean, doesn't that immediately kind of engender in our, in our hearts something kind of exciting and also slightly nervous because, you know, how many of us spend so much of our time thinking, Lord, I'm knocking on this door, please, please answer it. Where are you? I'm lost. Or just sometimes that's, it, there's a bit of our, it's a bit of our life journey, isn't it? That sense of knocking and wondering, where are you? What's... <sighs> so anyway... Um, and thank you to the music group for singing Knock, Knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door for us this morning. <clears throat> so let's have a few minutes silence before we start our service. And uh, we'll, I'll light the candle and we'll have um, ring the singing bowl. Thanks, Elspeth. Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. Blessed are you, O God, maker of heaven and earth, giver of all good things. Creation sings your praises. Blessed are you, O Christ, son of God eternal, bringer of good news to the poor. Creation cries out for your justice. Blessed are you, O Holy Spirit, giver of life and renewal, uniting us in worship and service. Creation longs for your wisdom. And would you like to stand for our first song?
and if we could remain standing as we come to our confession. And just for a moment, remember, think again about those words we've just sung, about the inmost calm that we can find. And I love that word, clinging, while to that rock I'm clinging. Sometimes we just, all we can do is hold on desperately. But that love is there for us, always. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. Come home to yourselves and to each other. May all that is unfree in you be released. And may you blossom into a future graced with love. Amen. And remain standing for the Gloria. Gospel is from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 13. Now he was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and you say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot give up, get up and give you anything. Well, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. And so, I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. 
Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. <laughs> Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or, or if, a, if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the gospel. Good news for all. Praise, Praise to you. Let us pray. O oh Lord, open our eyes, our hearts, and our minds, that we may behold wonderful things from your word. Amen. How to pray and the importance of prayer are the themes of our readings this morning. But before I start, Knock, knock. Luke. Luke through the peephole and find out. Knock, knock. A little old lady. I had no idea you could yodel. I'm so sorry for those. There are, that those were some of the funniest, apparently, on the internet. <laughs> there you go. Now, you may be wondering why I'm telling silly jokes about something as serious as prayer. Well, it's because in our Gospel reading this morning, Jesus has just told his own version of a knock-knock joke. Well, it's about a man knocking on the door, anyway. And we often miss this in translation because our culture is so very different. And like all good storytellers, Jesus often uses humour so that his listeners will respond and understand and can relate to what he's telling them. Now, it's not really a laugh-out-loud kind of joke. It's a kind of surely-not kind of joke. You-can't-be-serious kind of joke. But let's take a moment to put it into context. In our gospel lesson from Luke that we've just heard, one of the disciples, and we don't know which one, asks Jesus to teach them how to pray. Perhaps he's looking for the right words to say, or perhaps he is longing for a closer connection to God. In any case, Jesus gives the disciples a framework and a model for prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer. We're more familiar with the Lord's Prayer as it's told in, in Matthew's Gospel, and this one is a little bit shorter. But I'm not going to talk about that today. Now, it's the next bit. After outlining what we know as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus then tells his jokey parable about a friend who knocks at the door of his neighbor, neighbor's house at midnight to get some bread for a guest who has just arrived unannounced. The neighbor, who'd probably gone to bed at sundown, is well and truly asleep, 
and is very grumpy to be woken up and does not want to get up because he and his family are already settled in bed and have been fast asleep. Now, most homes in that, those times were one-room huts, and the entire family, and sometimes the livestock, all slept together. If one person got up, the whole household would be disturbed. Now, we may sympathise with the neighbour, If it happened to me, I'd probably open a window, give them short shrift, and remind them that Asda was open for 24 hours and they should jolly well go over there, or perhaps words to that effect. (laughs) The listeners in Jesus' day, however, would take it quite differently. They would be thinking this was outrageous. They might be nudging one another and saying, he imagines you doing that. And they might be giggling. Who would do such a thing? You see, you couldn't get away with not answering the door in a first century Palestinian village. As we heard last week, hospitality is a top value in the Middle East, and it still is. Someone arrives from a journey Whatever time they arrive, and let's face it, they can't phone ahead in those days, can they? They must be fed. Even if they're not hungry, they must be fed. If you don't welcome the guest with food, you will be shamed. And if you are shamed, your whole village shares the shame. So there's a lot at stake, and you simply wouldn't risk it. So those listening to Jesus would think this was a funny situation. But you see, they lived in an incredibly precarious hand-to-mouth existence. Food was scarce uh, for all of them at those times. And so if you have an unexpected visitor in your house and you don't have any food, what can you do? Well, you can't turn them away. So you would go to your extended family or to your friend and neighbour and get some food from them to share with your guests. And this fellow does exactly that. And even though his friend is at first unwilling, he is persistent in his knocking because he knows the neighbour will eventually oblige. And he does. The neighbour obliges because he knows the importance of hospitality and he knows that he does not want to lose face. Saving face is very important in Middle Eastern cultures and it's not only his own face he would be saving but that of his whole community. But I like to wonder if perhaps the man's wife, who's surely awake by now, hisses at him, oh, for goodness sake, give him what he needs, or I won't be able to look the neighbours in the face tomorrow. So if the man, so the man gets up, albeit reluctantly, and gives him what he needs. So what can we learn from this rather misunderstood parable? Well, let's start with what it's not. 
This parable is not telling us that we must pound on God's door until we finally coerce God into giving us what we want. It is not saying that we must keep bothering an unwilling God to answer our prayers. What it's saying is that if an unwilling neighbour can be coerced by a friend's persistence and shame into giving him what he needs, how much more will God, who is a loving God, give to his children in need? How much more will he give us? This means that we are not wringing gifts from an unwilling God, but that we are going to the one who knows our needs better than we know them ourselves and who loves us with an unlimited love. Jesus goes on to say in our reading, Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion. If you, then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Just as a loving parent would not willingly give something bad or harmful to their children, so God will not do that to us. Because we know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more will our loving God give good gifts to us? We need to pray to be in communion with God, to be in relationship with God, to be one with God. We need to pray to bring ourselves into the presence of God. We pray because it's spiritually important for us, not because we have to nag God about what we need. I want to share with you a meditation by Eddie Askew, and some of you will know of him as the, he was the general director of the leprosy mission. And he wrote a lot of prayers and meditations and sold the books and the proceeds went to leprosy mission. He died in 2007. But I think it does say a lot about our reading. And it's on your reading sheets. And it goes like this. Lord, teach me to pray. It sounds exciting, put like that. It sounds real. An exploration. A chance to do more than catalogue and list the things I want to an e eternal Father Christmas. The chance of meeting you, of drawing closer to the love that made me and keeps me and knows me. And Lord, it's only just begun. There is so much more of you, of love, the limitless expanse of knowing you. I could be frightened, Lord, in this wide country. It could be lonely, but you are here with me. The chance of learning about myself, of facing up to what I am, admitting my resentments, 
bringing my anger to you, my disappointments, my frustration, and finding that when I do, when I stop struggling and shouting and let go, you are still there, still loving. Sometimes, Lord, often, I don't know what to say to you, but I still come in quiet for the comfort of two friends sitting in silence. And it's then, Lord, that I learn most from you, when my mind slows down and my heart stops racing, when I let go and wait in the quiet, realising that all the things I was going to ask for, you know already. Then, Lord, without words, in the stillness, you are there, and I love you. Lord, teach me to pray. Prayer happens whenever you realise that you are in the presence of God. Whether you are down on your knees and saying prayers, or in church sharing more corporate prayers, or whether you are simply taking in the warmth and brightness of a summer day, or whether you're in the midst of family members and friends who love you, love you as you are, or whether you're alone, whether you're happy or sad or something in between. Wherever you are, even if you're not feeling it at the time, God's presence surrounds us and holds onto us and lifts us up. May we always recognise God's presence among us as we live our daily lives. Knock, knock. I am. I am God and I am here with you and I love you and I know you and I always will. Amen. So <clears throat> let's pray. Loving God, we come into your presence as children coming <clears throat> to talk to a parent because we know we will be listened to, understood, and accepted. We knock at the door of heaven and wait for you. We can feel safe here. We know we are loved, and so we bring you the things, big and small, that are on our hearts today. We can tell you about our world. Not that you don't know about it already, but you're pleased when we tell you what bothers us. And there are so many things places and people 
that we want to bring to you today. This unusual heat that has ravaged so many places, causing uncontrollable fires, even in those countries that are used to hot weather. The animals that are having to trek for many miles to find water and food. The melting Arctic and Antarctic ice caps. The violent storms that cause flooding with loss of life and property. The rising sea levels. The plastic that is becoming an invasive horror that threatens our wildlife and everything else that makes our planet not be the place that you created it to be. Help us <clears throat> to be better carers of your world. We are sorry that how we live now has had such a devastating effect on it. And help those in governments to really put into action all the promises they have made about cutting carbon emissions and reducing plastic waste by finding ways to recycle it. So, caring God, we bring you our natural world with all its problems and ask that you will help us all to find more ways to look after it well. Let us stay with these thoughts for a few minutes and listen to God. <clears throat> God, we can tell you about people in our world, the people who are caught up in wars, having to leave their homes and go to other countries to live. We remember all those in Ukraine, Afghanistan, Yemen, Syria, Palestine, whose lives are dominated by the sounds of gunfire and bombs, or who are living under oppressive governments. We remember others who have lost everything in the recent fires or before that, the floods, those who are homeless, hungry, ill, discouraged, grieving, persecuted, addicted. And we ask that your people will be filled with courage and be willing to rise up and speak out where there is injustice, despair, oppression, pain and prejudice. So, loving God, we bring you all the hurting peoples of your world who long to be at peace with it and with themselves. We ask that you will help us to reach out to them in love and compassion. Let us stay with these thoughts for a few moments and listen to God. We can tell you, loving God, about ourselves, the things that lie heavy on our hearts or the things <clears throat> that make us really happy. The times that we are way outside our comfort zone and the times we feel safe and protected by what is familiar to us. The ways we can speak out or to know the times to be silent. The feelings and emotions we have when things don't turn out the way we expect, either for ourselves or for those dear to us. We pray for those unemployed who are despondent when job after job is given to someone else, for those who wonder, even in this affluent country, where their next meal will come from 
and to worry about paying the rent or feeding the family. For those who are still concerned about the effects of COVID and who are becoming al alarmed by the new variant. For those on the margins who hide away because of who they are or who have to beg or who are homeless because their parents and their families have turned them out. So God of all mercy, we bring you these people and situations and others on our hearts and ask for your peace, love and justice to be shown in so many ways, in so many lives. Let us stay with these thoughts for a few moments and listen to God. Eternally loving, caring, parent God, we thank you that you have heard us. We have knocked at your door and asked for what we want to see changed. Now help us to seek out your response, always recognising that we may well be part of it so that your realm may grow here in our world. Amen.